Welcome to SportsInjuryProtection.com, a podcast about protecting the athletes of the future. If you're a parent or a coach, this is your number one resource to learn what it takes to protect young athletes in today's competitive sports environment. And now, your host, Coach KG. Hello and welcome to the show. This is your host, Coach KG, and you're listening to SportsInjuryProtection.com, the podcast. We are your number one source for safely guiding your child through today's competitive sports environment. Hey, I want to welcome and thank you so much for joining us and making the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Today, I want to do something a little different. Um, I want to use today's show to address um, a very important question that I get pretty frequently Um, And the question is regarding what to do about playing time. Um, You know, as club season is kicking in and high school sports are underway, um, you know, it's a time where uh, as games are being played, you know, not everyone can take the field. And I get the question quite a bit from parents um, who feel that their child is not getting the playing time they think they deserve. And, you know, I I get a variety of responses to the situation from parents, Um, you know, everything, you know, how do I address the coach? Should I change teams or do I just tough it out? And and all of those are probably reasonable responses, um, but they're not always the best response either. And so today's show is going to be centered around really diving into this question and hopefully uh, be able to share something that will provide some insight. I've got five really good points of views uh, that hopefully will provide an insight for you and your athlete um, as you deal with the situation. So right about now, I'm going to ask you to sit back. Don't you go nowhere because you are listening to SportsInjuryProtection.com, the podcast with Coach KG. This segment is brought to you by HMA Advantage, preparing families for the financial impact of sports injuries. And now, back to Coach KG. Hey, it's Coach KG, and you're listening to SportsInjuryProtection.com, the podcast. We're so grateful to have you a part of the show today. Um, We're going to look into what to do when your child is not getting enough playing time. Um, It's something that's very relevant. I know that it goes on quite a bit, and you know, in today's competitive sports environment, that just doesn't seem to be enough spots for everybody to be on the floor, on the field at the same time. And so that means someone has to sacrifice or someone is not going to get the playing time that they feel they deserve. And it can be frustrating because um, let's face it, if you're playing travel ball, money's invested to have your kid on the team. If you're playing uh, for a private school, you know, you're spending money to have your kid in a private school to create better opportunity. And if they're not getting the playing time, you know, uh, that is a very serious uh, point of concern. So I can dig it. And like I said, I've, I've worked with a number of parents and athletes and it's something that comes up quite often. Um, And so over the years, I've developed maybe five point of views uh, that I've, you know, tried to communicate to at least better equip both the parent and the player 
to deal with the situation in the best sportsmanship like manner possible. And it's not always 100 percent perfect, but um, these have shown to be true. And so I'll share with you as I've shared with parents and players in the past. And point number one is don't take it personal. And that's easier said than done. But the reason why you don't want to take it personal, because when you pull that lever, it immediately blinds you to the various um, appropriate ways to handle the situation. Because I don't care who you are, if you feel that someone has a vendetta against your child, you're not going to operate from the best mental state to try and deal with, address, or solve the problem in a manner that uh, serves justice for your kid. Um, So otherwise, you come off as a complaining parent, uh, you come off as a griping, complaining player. And I'm not going to say that there's not situations where, and I'll say a specific moment or situation where the coach has made it personal, because those things can happen at times. But for them to have this overarching thought that they're going to hold your child back, they're going to somehow keep him down, and that's like their personal objective, you know, that's an unfair way of thinking. And again, it's easy to do, and it may satisfy you and give you some reason for justification in terms of how you want to react to the situation. But when you remove that completely from the thought process, it leaves you mentally clear to say, okay, how do we deal with this? What are the key things that we need to focus on? Um, And you're able to be a better guide for your young athlete because I've grew up in playing sports and, you know, and I do remember in college, in fact, having a coach that I literally thought had it out for me. And for two years, I couldn't get on this coach's good side. And lo and behold, what I found out after the fact was that the coach saw so much potential in me that I was not living up to the potential. I did not have the focus, the commitment, the sacrifice, or all of those things that, you know, really, you know, competitive coaches um, of good programs look for. And so he just didn't see something in me that gave him the sense that, hey, Griffin is all in. And I'm not saying that that's the filter that maybe your coaches are looking at you in, but when you take it personal, You don't even get to see that perspective that somebody is trying to potentially help you or wake you up to something that's very important for your continued journey in sports. So point number one, don't take it personal. Um, Point number two, and this is something I always and often say, use the moment to help your child build character. You know, life is always going to be about waiting for your opportunity. Patience is one of the most difficult and challenging virtues to live by or to accept, especially when there's a sense of urgency around doing something. And it's no different in sports. And so when we learn to um, approach things with, hey, how can we use this as a growth opportunity? We may not be getting the playing time we want. We may not be getting in at the time we think, you know, whatever the thought process is, whatever the dynamic is. How can you use that to help prepare your child for not just sports, but the next level of sports? And so um, character is very important. And I want to I want to hinge here just for a second, because what's missing quite often in uh, professional sports, especially as the younger generation of athletes are coming into professional sports, uh, specifically, I would say football and basketball. You don't see it quite as much in baseball and or soccer 
But in base in, in basketball and football, you're seeing just these personality types that are starting to emerge where it's a detraction from the game itself. And the word is commonly used as entitlement, a sense of entitlement. And I don't want to say that's what it is or it isn't, but I know that when we don't get what we want and we think we should have it and we behave in an immature fashion or not the ideal fashion to resolve the situation or deal with it, it can present itself as entitlement, like you deserve something. And so the last thing that we want to condone is a behavior of entitlement. Um, I think as a parent, uh, what we want to try and do is help our children understand how to work through problems, not how to force their way through problems or force their agenda. And so using these moments as character building opportunities can be great, not just for dealing with not getting playing time today, but it could be for whatever that they're not getting that they feel they should have. And it gives them the opportunity to take advantage of the third point, uh, which is help your child to shine when he or she gets their moment. So how can you help them prepare to shine when they do get their opportunity? You know, in sports, and I'll take basketball for example, you know, there's there's only five on the court at a time. And in most competitive club programs, you usually have three or four good guys on the team. And so that means there's gonna have to be a rotation and depending upon the nature of the game, all these different dynamics, that dictates what the coach may or may not do. And, and, And in coaches' defense, a lot of times they can get caught up in the game to where they forget the rotation. And so I, I don't make any excuses, but what I teach, and, and I've had to do this as a parent, um, is how do you prepare to take advantage of your moment? If you get one minute, how do you make it the best one minute that anyone's ever seen? If you get two minutes, um, how do you do that? If you get 10 minutes, if you get a whole quarter, who cares about the time? It's, are you prepared to shine when you get your moment. And I had a young man that I work with here recently um, who is kind of faced with the same situation, a high school basketball player, and he gets about five minutes per basketball game. And, you know, he's frustrated and he's doing a lot to develop himself and his skill level and all these things. And getting five minutes is pretty frustrating when you look at the amount of work that you're putting in. So I asked him, well, when you get on the floor, what's your mindset? How do you measure yourself? And he had kind of like that head tilting kind of look like, huh? And I said, well, how do you measure yourself to determine if you did anything good in that five minutes? And it was really interesting. He had no measurement. And so all he knew is that he was getting five minutes in a high school basketball game playing JV and five minutes was it. So I said, hey, how about we set a standard? I won't call it a goal, but a standard that says if we achieve these things, then we've maximized the five minutes that we were given. And so I said, hey, how about we look at maybe four points, maybe three assists, he's a point guard, maybe two steals, maybe four rebounds, four to six rebounds. And for crying out loud, if you got five minutes, get three fouls. And so we came up with those benchmarks And I said, hey, if you hit all five of those, then that's an A plus. If you get four out of the five, that's a B. Three out of five, that's a C and so forth. And I said, so let's look at that stat line. You got a kid playing basketball who scored four points, who had three assists, two steals, four to six rebounds, and three fouls in five minutes. 
I don't care what level of basketball that you're watching. If that's a stat line for five minutes of play, give me a bunch of those because that tells me with 10 minutes, it's going to double the production. And so it shifted his mentality and it gave him something to look at other than the time that he's not getting, but it made him look at what to do with the time that he's getting so that the coach sees that, hey, this guy's not belly aching or griping. He's working and forcing me to figure out how to get him on the floor. And so you've got to work with your child to have them understand how do they prepare themselves to take advantage of the time and maybe shape some, I won't. I don't want to call it goals because it's not about hitting goals, but focal points so that when they get in, they can say, these are the things that I'm focusing on doing at the time that I get. And that becomes a very positive thing versus the negative of focusing on the lack of time. And so that leads to point number four. Remember, and parents, I emphasize this heavily, remember that the gift of playing sports is more than just about playing time. It's not about what you do, it's about what you become as a result of playing sports. Because no one cares about your playing time, no one cares that your son is getting college uh, offers, no one cares about the trophies, no one cares if he's a starter, MVP. When they're done with the game of sports, when you look at a prospective employer, they're not concerned with all of your accolades. They're concerned with what kind of person did you become as a result of your journey through sports. And that's what sticks with you. And so if you leave the measure in just playing time, you're missing all of the wonderful gifts that playing sports provides your child. And so it's your job to keep perspective and remember that the gift of playing sports is more than just about time. It's how it sets them up for the future. And you know, that might be something that we'll wanna peel into a little bit more on another show, but it's just so important that you keep perspective that what's happening in your child's life as a 10 year old, 12 year old, 13, 14, 15, whatever the age group is, pre-adult, it's just about the development process for them. And there's going to be successes. There are going to be failures. There's going to be poopy moments. There's going to be great moments. And that all becomes part of the resume of your child as they enter adulthood. And so if you're not keeping perspective on what the game truly offers, then it's going to be very, very hard and difficult for them to keep perspective. And that leads to point five, the final point, remain positive. Your response to the situation can truly make or break your child's spirit more than the coach. And I've seen it where parents get more frustrated than the child and they take it out on the coach. I've seen it during games. I've seen it in practices. It happens all too often. And in some ways, the kid is not overly concerned about the playing time. They're more concerned with somehow letting you down or not being able to perform to your standard. And so you really want to take a step back and think, how can you remain positive? How can you have a excuse me, a positive response to the situation so that you're elevating your child's self-esteem, his sense of value, his sense of worth, rather than placing it in the hands of a coach who's probably not overthinking about your child? And you're putting so much power in the hand of a man or a woman that's not overly thinking about your child and you're reducing your child's self-value to how much time they're getting on the court. You don't want to do that. You want to take the opposite approach and help your child remain positive. And 
Um, I'll, 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 I'll finish with this story. I've had it happen twice with my children. I train and develop competitive athletes and I have a daughter who played high school sports and she played club sports. Um, a really phenomenal basketball player, a top tier girls basketball player here in Orange County. And she played for a club team where when the girls graduated, um, you know, two of the girls went to two of the top programs um, in Orange County for basketball. And my daughter chose to go to one of the top three, if you will, in basketball. And uh, the two that went to the other schools, they were playing varsity. My daughter at that stage was better than both of these girls. Um, however, the school that my daughter chose to attend, um, they had a rule that freshmen don't play varsity. And here my daughter is clearly among the top in that school, if not the best basketball player in that school at this time. And she had to be subject to a rule. What do I do as a parent? I didn't address the coach. I did not, you know, fight for my daughter's right. I said, babe, it doesn't matter. You're still going to play varsity level basketball wherever you're playing. And she played JV that year and she killed it. All of her friends were playing varsity basketball for their schools, their freshman year. And my daughter was playing JV. Was it humbling? I'm sure. But did we make a big deal? Heck no. My daughter balled. Sophomore year comes up. She's now getting to play varsity. There is a starting point guard in front of my daughter who happens to be a senior. And unfortunately, she was the coach's daughter. So guess what that meant? My daughter was not going to start. Now, at the time, my daughter was clearly one of the top basketball players in all of Orange County. And now she's going to have to come off the bench. Well, I've got two coaches that I could address, fight for my daughter's right. Well, what did I tell my daughter? I said, honey, we live by the rule. We maintain our standard. You play varsity level ball, whether you get one minute, two minute, three minutes, so on and so forth. Well, she ended up being the leading scorer off the bench that year. Her junior year, her senior year, she led her team to -to back-to-back CIF championships. And if it weren't for some concussions, she probably would have led them to state titles um, in both years. The moral to the story is not how great my daughter is, but I had to apply the same rule. and, and, And I never once addressed the coach. That's the one thing I tell my kids. I'll never talk to your coaches about playing time or the decisions that they make about positions you play, any of that. I stay out of the coach's business. My job is to keep my kids feeling positive and encouraged and get them to see the bigger picture as they go through their journey in sports. And so I encourage you to do the same thing. Um, And I know it's not easy. And if you have further questions, uh, you can reach out to me directly at info at sportsinjuryprotection.com. We are here to serve you. We want to make a difference in helping you support the needs and the growth of your future athletes. So I thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsInjuryP and on Instagram at SportsInjuryProtection. You can also go on and subscribe to our site and uh, we've got some free goodies for you and stuff like that. You want to be sure to tune in uh, next week as we have another great show coming up. And in the meantime, I wish you the very best in all that you do this week. And I want to thank you again. And God bless for listening to SportsInjuryProtection.com, the podcast. Thank you for listening to SportsInjuryProtection.com. Be sure to log on and subscribe so we can keep you up on the latest information for protecting your young athletes.